0: It's that time of the week again, and we're looking back at the month of news. That's right, September's news includes things like Xbox leaking some pretty interesting information, Activision maybe finally being bought up, and Unity charging some pretty dodgy prices. All in this episode of the Gifted Game Podcast. Right, it's me, it's your host Darren Wade, and I am joined by the classic trio for news. My anchorman, uh, Mister Xbox Games Pass himself, Luke Maycock. Luke, how are you keeping? I'm great, Darren. Good. Thanks. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too bad. Not too bad. I'm here also joined by the console hating, PC playing, full time Canadian, lore seeking, Chris Robbins. Chris, hey, keeping. Um, keeping pretty well. I think I mixed up your 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 phrases there. There's a better is a better feel. I think lore seeking full time Canadians a better run. But yeah, yeah, yeah I
1: think it. Ends with the full-time Canadian, that sounds a bit more familiar. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Because I,
2: that's what you are above everything else. You're a full-time Canadian Canadian, man.
1: yeah. Is, well, is, am you. I a full-time Canadian? I mean, I live in Ireland, so I've been... <laughs> You're
0: a full-time... It never changed. Yeah. You're never off the clock. <laughs> but uh, how are you guys keeping them? What have you guys been playing? What have you guys been up to? I've been playing so many things. Uh, I, I've
2: been doing well, first of all. Uh, games-wise, I've been getting into all kinds of stuff. Playing a few different RPGs. Still haven't started at Sea of Stars, but that's on the list. Playing uh, Dragon Quest eleven, Echoes of an Elusive Age. Fantastic so far. I'm not super fair into it, but great. Playing Party Animals. Chris, I know you had some interest oh, in party animals. I'm not I am sick of party animals now. Oh, uh, you I wish played you it too much.
1: Told me. No,
2: I haven't. I've taken Is I've it taken it easy breezy. Cross platform. I don't know.
1: Mm, we gotta figure that out
0: what do you, i what do you, you play that, play that game because i checked it on the play this is the one with the kind of gang beasts uh, style, style but the, like corgi yeah and moose and yeah. the otter and stuff yeah. oh man because i checked it, i typed in party animals onto my playstation store and didn't it's surely on playstation right i'd imagine so yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't seem like a very difficult game to, <laughs> to I don't put think, on a playstation it'd be
2: strange if it wasn't it was i think it was day, day one game pass but i don't know if that's if that speaks to an exclusivity kind of thing going on there, mm-hmm. but I think it's I think it's on all platforms. I it's hope stri- so because
0: I've on all I've watched a couple of like party plays with some of the podcasts that I watch, some of the groups that I watch, and it looks like it looks like that kind of classic. It looks so it's, much fun! It's yeah. so much hilarious, fun! fun.
2: It's yeah. it's great. So I've been playing, been playing that. I've been playing a bit of Outer Wilds again. I'm at the point in my year where I've just forgotten enough of Outer Wilds to dip my toe mm, back nice. in. It. Yeah, yeah. But I'll remember it all soon, and all the fun will go out the window. Yeah, and you're um, like, oh, I remember this. I've done this. Yeah. Uh, Vampire Survivor as well. Playing some Vampire Survivor again. Uh, I've been playing a lot of games. Forza. I've been playing Forza. Interesting. I, are you enjoying yeah. Forza? Yeah. Great game. Like really good game. I was like, I really wanted a good racing sim in my life. Yep. And uh, there's a bunch of really good ones on the PC. Um, but I was like, eh, Forza is like AAA. It's on Game Pass. I can just like click it and install. And I did. And man, that game opens
0: with a bang. Like the whole intro to that game is just fanfare out there was it was so fun forza's looked because i i've been playing a lot of gran turismo well not recently but that's kind of my been <clears throat> been my racing sim because the Formula one games are just way too fucking hard oh, and yeah. I, I wish i was good at them but i'm not yeah. um but i was looking at forza being like that looks like that's a lot of fun but i need to own games pass or uh, yeah some xbox kind of xbox and
2: yeah. yeah um but yeah no fun accessible i'd recommend it if you we're yeah, looking for give a it a thing.
0: try and and chris you you noodle arm walked into here today with none other than the steam deck which you have uh carefully placed in the middle of the table which it looks yeah. great man it looks great how's uh, that been
1: uh yeah it's been really good um i've only had it for about a week now and i'm just kind of prepping it for uh prepping it with games that would play well in on handheld uh for my trip back to canada but uh yeah i've just been um what have I got going on it right now? Dead Cells, uh, Axiom Verge, uh, Inscription, which is this kind of like roguelike card game um, with a bit of a spooky theme to it.
0: Oh, Halloween! You're just in, you're just in time for the spooky month, Chris. Oh, I'm
1: prepping. I also have uh, the Resident Evils installed on it, and Dead by Daylight. Like I'm getting ready nice. for my month of uh, horror games and. Soma, I think. I haven't started that one yet.
0: Are you looking into playing the Resident Evil 4 DLC? So, a bunch of games just
1: uh, went on sale. Um, It was the the new remastered version of System Shock, Dead Space Remastered, and Resident Evil 4 Remake. And I didn't want to get all of them because I was just... A bit too
0: much. I mean, the flight to Canada is long, but it's not that long. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: I uh, ended up opting for uh, the Dead Space remake.
0: Nice. Oh, man, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Because there was the Dead Space remake and the um, Callisto Protocol. Wasn't that the other one? And apparently, not that it bombed, but Callisto Protocol didn't do... It
1: was a bit too linear and a lot of things that they promised
2: wasn't... Yeah, it looked kind of
0: just rough around the edges.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, performance-wise, it was actually kind of like shit on PC, I think. Mm.
2: Um, At port or...
1: Yeah, bad port. Uh, but also, like gameplay wise, uh, a lot of people didn't speak too highly of it. it I think it was just trying to fill um, the shoes of Dead Space, which it, you'd have to be which a pretty you, good game. And to, you want
0: to do it when they're not doing a remake. Yeah, of a game. yeah, the exact <laughs> really yeah. same time exactly. when they when they realized that they were probably like, "Fuck!" It's like yeah. of all the games to come out right when we're releasing.
1: It's funny though because I did start playing uh, the Dead Space. Um, The other night, I got an NVIDIA Shield Pro, too. So I just moved into a new apartment with my girlfriend. um, Congrats. congrats. Thank you. uh, I hooked up an NVIDIA Shield so I can stream my um, computer in my office to the TV in the living room. So, so I made her watch me play uh, a bit of Dead Space. Oh, God, she was screaming. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was, in fairness, I was screaming too. and like they're jumping out of the vents and shit.
0: You weren't like, oh, protect you. were <laughs> yeah, <yeah>, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save me, save me. All right, well, good, good. Well, I guess you've got a busy... Um, a busy news episode, and by busy I mean there's just a, a, an exceptionally big article here, and we'll kick it off with what was, I think, the probably the biggest news item of the month, which was the Xbox leaks. So there's a, this article's quite big, and there's about 11 different leaks, so what I'll do is I'll read the article down, I'll go through each leak, and maybe get your thoughts on each leak as it comes. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to listen to me read for a pretty long time. Uh, so this one comes from Kotaku by Claire Jackson. So this week brought us a wonderful treasure trove of leaks from deep inside the highest echelons of Microsoft's Xbox division, accidentally shared online as a result of the company's legal battle with the Federal Trade Commission over its now greenlit Activision acquisition. These confidential emails, slides and images of potential new products from the Xbox manufacturer reveal the inner workings of Microsoft's gaming division, as well as whispers of some possible new games from Bethesda. The leaks happened courtesy of Microsoft itself, as it provided these sensitive documents to the court via a publicly accessible link. Yesterday, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer reacted to the leaks, saying that it was, quote... It was hard to see our team's work shared in this way, end quote. So the first leak that kind of pops up here is Microsoft considered buying Nintendo. In the leaked emails, Phil Spencer and Microsoft's personnel discussed the possible acquisition of Nintendo. At some point, Spencer wrote, getting Nintendo would be a career career moment. He speculated that the Japanese games giant could become more open to acquisition offers in the future due to changing pressures on its board of directors. Uh, He continues, It's just taking a long time for Nintendo to realize that their future exists off of their own hardware. He wrote, uh, it's a long time away. Uh, the email has also revealed that Microsoft thought about purchasing Valve and Warner Brothers games as well. Guys. Valve. <laughs> I, okay, so
1: these are just ideas they've had. These aren't things they're working on then. Because like Nintendo seems crazy to begin with. Um, like, you,
0: just... you and me, Chris, before Luke arrived here, we were just looking at like the, uh, the net worths of... Um, these companies, Sony, yeah. with Microsoft and, and Nintendo, Luke, just to give you an idea. Uh, Microsoft is worth six times Sony and Sony is worth...
1: Microsoft. Uh, like games. technologies yeah the games games is division. worth six times more Microsoft as a whole is it's trillions. Yeah it's yeah. trillions of dollars.
0: Yeah. Oh bad. sorry just the games division is worth yeah, six, six times yeah. what Sony is and then Sony's nice. like got twice twice the value give or take of Nintendo. So I mean when I read this initially I was like they're not gonna buy Nintendo but they got the money to buy Nintendo man. Yeah well it, it just it doesn't take just the money. I
1: like I don't think Nintendo wants to, sell nintendo right Like yeah. i think they're pretty happy with if they wanted more money they would be trying to get into like the bigger hardware and the yeah. uh, more complicated
0: i think by nintendo's systems. wacky history they're definitely comfortable where they are yeah
1: they're, yeah i they're not... think they're quite comfortable and the idea like i don't think as a principal valve would ever let microsoft buy them like as a principal
0: as for Warner Brothers games however (laughs) they're just like wait you were thinking of buying us (laughs) yes please they emailed Microsoft immediately afterwards like we're for sale (laughs) yeah that was a pretty bad one yeah so interesting buy Nintendo but I I just um the part of it that I don't like uh is the quote that he says it's just taking a long time for Nintendo to realize that their future exists off of their own hardware I didn't like that it's kind of like it's big. It's a bit grubby by all feel, like you know. That's the, like-
2: that's the Microsoft way, though, isn't it? At the moment, the the, the brand existing off of hardware is yes. how Microsoft are thinking these days. Yes.
1: I mean, but we all kind of like said something similar over the past like couple months of doing this podcast, where it's just like we're talking about the future or the next system mm-hmm. that uh, or the Switch Two or something. Like Nintendo has to come out with new hardware. It's like they can't sustain it. We want better games out of them, so we've said kind of similar things. I don't like. It sounds like Phil just said this off the cuff in a meeting one time, and someone like wrote that down. It was like, oh, it's, we're thinking of buying Nintendo. It's it's
0: in emails. And stuff this like is that. what Phil said. Yeah. yeah, like there's another one. The, the the one that I saw when it came out was his email about how unimpressed he was with PlayStation, the PlayStation Five launch, because I guess they were all nervous about the PlayStation Five capability and no one knew what it had. And we'll get to that. That's one of the links as well. But um, that was an interesting one because they're all they're all just emails and they're quite. I wouldn't say they're casual emails, but it is like, you know, it is just Phil just winging an email off to a couple of people in the company being like, ha, ha well, less impressive than I thought. Ha. It's quite, it's just quite an unusual leak. Like, it doesn't seem very, it doesn't seem overly corporate, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll go on to the next one, uh, which is Bethesda might be working on an Oblivion remaster. Um, so be- uh, because Makes I decided sense. to flip my Xbox 360 from vertical to horizontal while it was running Oblivion, my adventuring and, and Tamriel was cut short via a huge circular scratch on the disc that no amount of toothpaste could remedy. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll get another chance while it's still up in the air. The 2006 Elder Scrolls adventure might get a fancy new remaster in which I could make up for those last years. Uh, Bethesda's roadmap was among the many recently released Xbox documents. It includes a sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo, A Dishonored 3 and remasters of Fallout 3 and the Elder Scrolls. For Oblivion. Also, don't expect the Elder Scrolls 6 for quite a while. Oh, that
2: last bit was I a did, downer. I didn't think,
1: yeah, I don't even know if we're getting an Elder Scrolls. I mean, they uh, crazy not to. Yeah. You, but like, Are they focusing pretty money. hard on the online game? Like
2: 76? They just dropped a, oh, a, oh, sorry, yeah, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, because they just yeah, dropped a yeah. new
1: um, expansion too, and I think they're still developing for that game, so I don't.
0: So I think the and I I think it's in a different uh, a smaller new segment that we're getting to as well. It's all quite connected this month. And um, but the Elder Scrolls Six has been kind of confirmed, and it's looking like it's 2026 ish. And I say confirmed in terms of with these leaks and stuff. It's still a long way off. Um, but yeah, I mean, remakes of lots of those games, remaster Fallout Three. I think a lot of people would say that, and Vegas tend to be the two best Fallout. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Fallout player, but people tend to think that those two and the are the good ones, right? I yep.
1: hope Elder Scrolls Six is just Skyrim Two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they just Man, be, no, like. it suck. <laughs> uh, it suck. Uh it's suck. It's suck. yeah. I think I think Elder Scrolls Six is yeah is a, like like you said. It's it's as good as confirmed, but it's it'll be a cash cow for them. Like yeah, oh, yeah. No matter how good the game is, like it's going to be like the uh, fucking what is it? Cyberpunk people are just going to queue up and buy it because there's going to be so much hype. Yeah. Um. But what was I? lost my train of thought i'm so sorry
0: that's okay that's okay we, we can keep going with the leaks while you work on your, your oh, that train oh, it was it was just expect. on
2: the the oblivion uh oh, remastered yeah. that'd be sick and that would sell really well and uh it's still really in the cultural zeitgeist like the npc like Oblivion NPC is still like a popular meme, and even is the music plays. Is
0: that the one where a guy wakes up? Is that how the adventure starts? That Oblivion? No, that's Skyrim. no that's, <laughs> that's Skyrim. that's Skyrim. Yeah, I that's love Skyrim.
1: that. You see a video where some guy takes a really awake. heavy hit to the head, and just like wakes, it, up, just, in the like, wakes up in a cart. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never,
0: I've never played that game, but I've seen that you opening scene. No like Skyrim. On. No, no, Andrew. It's on everything. It's it on, is. It's on Alexa. Yeah. It was like where they had Doom on pregnancy tests. Did you ever see that? Where like people were playing. Oh. Yeah, it Can, it,
1: can <laughs> yeah. it Run Doom? That, one of my favorite subreddits. Uh, I think it was a subreddit. It's...
0: We'll hop on to the next one, which is uh, Spencer says uh, AAA game publishers have lost their mojo so uh, phil spencer stated that quote AAA publishers were slow to Fuck react
1: you baldur's <laughs> gate <laughs> oh, stop. it gets worse for baldur's gate yeah
0: triple a publishers were slow to react to the uh, disruption of digital storefronts like steam and the shops built into xbox and playstation in a leaked email spencer wrote that third party publishers were unable to replicate the dominance they established back in the days of a video game of video game retail after losing their advantage of highly exclusive access to consumers in brick and mortar stores they have quote not found a way to effectively cross promote they have not found a way to build publisher brands and drive consumer affinity uh, the way disney has in video end quote he noted that instead they've adopted a strategy of making huge bets on highly expensive prestige projects relying on those risky all in bets to establish and maintain publisher brands he concluded that quote the role of a a publisher has changed and become less important in today's gaming industry end quote phil's got some opinions (laughs) (laughs) phil does have some opinions and like it's you know it is funny when you kind of see the inside and the outside because one of the more shocking things that i actually quite respected him for was when redfall came out and it was a big disaster and he actually hopped on to my guys the kind of funny uh, games they interviewed oh yeah, him yeah that was great. on their xbox uh, show and he came out and was like yep hands up we messed up like our bad whatever else and in the background he's like triple a blah, blah, blah." i don't know what they're doing i'm kind of like oh, phil just tone it down a little <sighs> bit maybe until you get your, your your shit sorted um i mean do we agree Do you think Triple A I mean the all in bets to establish and maintain publisher brands I I think he's he's not really wrong with that when you look at Yeah, I don't think he's wrong with any of it. Like it's since
1: Is he is he saying triple A games
2: aren't trying like studios
1: studios. aren't trying as hard or people just don't care as much about it?
0: Sorry. It sounds like he's saying that they're not; they haven't done a good job in in picking themselves up since we've lost physical stores.
2: In a, in a, in my read on it would be because it's talking about AAA games specifically. It hasn't. A, AAA game studios haven't adapted well to the way the market currently is, which is like Steam marketplaces that have loads of indie titles. They're not competing with the volume of indie titles properly because they're not marketing themselves properly. They're not doing like proper campaigns, promos, getting their brand out in front of people um which i think counts for a lot and uh
0: but see i mean like because uh, this is where it confuses me we need to take the look of uh spider-man 2 coming out at the minute mm-hmm. like spider-man 2 kind of you know or actually a better one fan 16 which was a surprise to me that was advertised on bus stops in dublin yeah which is like to me that's like getting your brand out in front of people i can't yeah square have, square have
2: always been strangely good at that there's very there's very few i mean you it, it, classy that it's coming from phil spencer because another studio that was always really good at it was was microsoft studios specifically with like the halo games there'd mm-hmm. be like trailers that ran like gameplay trailers that ran in the cinema before yeah uh like stuff like that um uh, square Enix is another great example that always gets a uh, trailer marketing material promo stuff like square Enix does it really really well which is probably no wonder why phil is still trying to schmooze up the square heads to get them over to xbox in the next year um yeah, no, I just think I, I don't think his, his point is totally wrong. Like there's not bigger studios don't push marketing as hard. And uh, again, I'm do trying they, to
1: think like my they, favorite AAA studios from software and like yeah. I don't know if I've ever Seen an advertisement for any of the Souls series but, or Elden yeah, Ring? Like, but has uh, so, it's never been forced down my throat. It was just something that like I knew was coming. And, but
0: beca- that's what I mean in terms of like they've already built my thing about it, which is where I would disagree with Phil in this slightly. But again, I'm not. I don't work in the fucking industry. I'm not head of Microsoft. So of course the guys got a lot more experience in this than I do. But my thing about it is is like I think of like Guerrilla, Square Enix. Like I know what they're doing because I've you know they've built the brand up as I've been growing up. So I I don't need to see trailers of Final Fantasy XVI. I'm actively going out and looking at the state of plays, the announcement, and the game awards, and I think that's what a lot of gamers are doing. Like people are kind of got their ear to the ground. I don't know if AAA necessarily need to do what kind of Phil is stating. I think indie games have to do that because they tend to be just new studios all the time, and no one knows about them. So of course they kind of have to advertise in a way in a different way to AAA would have to.
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I don't think. Well, I don't think the AAA maybe maybe is complaining about revenue capture. Like there's not. They they're not earning as much as they could be if they did approach it like it because like okay. Starfield just came out yeah and there's Starfield ads on TV right now like the live action trailer yeah. is on like the live action trailer like is is kind of strange it's, it's I trying. didn't I didn't enjoy that <laughs> I, I don't I don't like it at all. well
1: I mean they have a live action trailer for Mortal Kombat right now with a oh, is Batista. There one?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got, it's where, an
1: where homage to, to the old one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he actually
0: yeah. shouts Mortal Kombat, which I uh, Yeah, closely. and he gathers,
1: like, all the people from the city, like the old, old, uh, I think it was the original Mortal Kombat's mm. commercial where everyone's like going into the streets. But like you know,
0: you're, you're, you're right there. Look like, in terms of like they've got that live action thing, but like I don't. That's cringe to me in a way. I know they're they're trying to advertise it, but Final Fantasy 16 had a live action trailer, yeah. and that was that was that was really rough. That was cringy, and I didn't. I was like, I'm gonna forget <laughs> I saw that and just go buy the game and play the game because I don't want to see some dude dressed up as clive and it, it was cringy but i
2: kind of i kind of dug it it was it was it was cheesy but in a, in a way i like <laughs> i can uh, get behind that
0: yeah uh, i'll go on to the next one there uh, this one's very this one's very short microsoft expected a red dead redemption 2 next gen refresh microsoft seemed to have anticipated an xbox series x or s port of red dead redemption 2 in 2022 this of course didn't happen that's all that's in that link. that's fairly fairly straightforward i also anticipated a an upres version of Red Dead Redemption Two. I was quite excited because I haven't played it in like Instead, a good. Instead,
1: we got a butchered <laughs> a version uh, of Red Dead
0: Redemption yeah. One. Yeah, <laughs> and th- what would if you know that now that we're approaching Halloween? And I wonder if games... they
1: planned on doing it and then, but very much the same as how they handled the first one. And then we just shit all over what they just did. And they're like, okay, let's, let's <laughs> not, let's not like, announce what we're about to do. <laughs> because instead of 60
0: quid, they were going to charge 80 or something yeah, like exactly. that. Where they're like, okay, let's pull it back. <laughs> um, so this is an interesting one. So three, And this is an interesting one, Look, I think, based off our conversation about um, Baldur's Gate and how Xbox Series S oh, yeah. had the problem. So three quarters of Xbox gamers had a Series S. The Xbox Whoa, Series okay. X and Series S consoles hit the market in 2020. Since then, the lower-powered discless Series S actually makes up the majority of units sold. As of April 2022, 74.8% of Xbox Series owners were gaming on a Series S, suggesting that just a quarter of the base left gaming on the more powerful Xbox Series X unit. Again, that was over a year ago, and more recent data suggests that install bases split is approaching 50-50. But you got to wonder how much that massive Series S install base is causing headaches for developers trying to bring high-end games to the Xbox ecosystem, uh, I think well, I'll continue on to the next week because I think we can talk about the two of them in tandem. Uh, Microsoft dramatically underestimated Baldur's Gate three. Uh, Baldur's Gate three is a super good time, but Microsoft didn't seem to think that D and D PG would amount to much. In leaked comments, Microsoft. How th- could you not like? Wait, isn't well, Critical
1: isn't Critical Role the most like streamed thing for a time? Twitch written now? Well, maybe not now anymore, but, but like, when
0: they're in, in their height, yeah. possibly. Uh, Microsoft estimated a $5 million expense to get the game on Game Pass, justifying the low monetary amount by describing Baldur's Gate 3 as a, quote, second run Stadia PC or PG, end quote. Reacting to the statement, Larian's director of publishing noted that Microsoft was far from alone in underestimating the appeal of Baldur's Gate 3. I, had, I mean, hats off to Larian as well, just yeah, like very... they, they don't mind taking the shades, you know? Yeah, yeah, they're
1: both. Oh it. my God. And you know what the worst part about this is? Like, like, Larian, the console was an afterthought. Now that they've actually made their game available on console, and these console companies are shitting on them, like, they could just be like, all right, fucking PC owners are the only ones that get to play our yep. games it again.
0: And it's, you know, it's the thing where, and I, <laughs> maybe, maybe this is where, where maybe is gay, the, the Larian saw this and were like, no, we're not giving it to you until it runs on both your consoles, <laughs> yeah. like, Xbox-like, yeah. you know? You wonder if there's a little bit of bad put there. But that, that's an interesting thing there about how they've kind of possibly made a misstep in both understanding the appeal of a game like Baldur's gate three and then the fact that such and it's going back last year we now know it's kind of more closer to 50 50 but we had a conversation back when they first said Baldur's gate three wouldn't run on the series s we kind of thought well wow, that's a bit of a potential oversight not oversight in their part i mean you can understand there's a, there's a good there's a there's a a a kind motive behind that to be like oh we'll make it affordable for people but now we've kind of hit a a point in on the console's life cycle where it's like well no everyone's developing games to be of this amount of power and they understand the technology but unfortunately you know back last year 50 percent of xbox um or 75 percent of xbox consumers just couldn't play certain games which is kind of you know hard luck xbox but Bottle's Gate 3, I mean, a second-run Stadia PC RPG. <laughs> damn. Yeah, I mean, they're are. not wrong about Stadia. I played the Stadia. It was a hunk of <laughs> shit, but...
2: Those are fine words. I'm sure that was... Because these are leaks, I'm sure that was from... Like, Phil obviously had to change his tune about that in when they did finally, like, gr- try and grab to get it onto Xbox consoles. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was a bit dated and Phil's kind of you know, regretting his words, his choice of words, especially especially given how much like Larry and I know doing for Microsoft and getting it onto the S and getting it onto the S in a way that they want it to be. Yeah.
0: Honest. Which which I I mean I have to I'm back playing <coughs> Baldur's Gate three at the minute. It's close to finishing Act One. It's a fantastic game. I was reading a great article of uh I think it was from Forbes magazine and they were talking about uh the the writer, I can't remember who the writer was, but they were talking about their picks for um Uh, game of the year and they were like, you know, uh, um, pre-August, I would have said Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, hands down, he's like, Baldur's Gate 3 has to be for me and it's so interesting to think that, you know, Larian have come out and said, oh, there's a couple of people who just didn't think it was worth much but it's really up, I mean, I think it's got a great chance of absolutely, like, Robin game of the year, like, I'm I'm having the best time with that game, I haven't enjoyed a game like that in so long.
1: Yeah, I mean... And everyone seems to be loving it. The only problem is, you know, Zelda. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the name. It's the name,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope we're I, hope I mean, I'm, I'm still rooting for Street Fighter, man. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I think it'll be nominated, Chris, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think you're going to get much luck. I'll go on to the next one. Uh, Phil Spencer wasn't impressed by the PS5 reveal. In an email to Microsoft CEO uh, Statia Nadella, Phil Spencer described the Xbox Series XS line as a, quote, a better product than what Sony has, not just on hardware, but equally important on the software platform and services, end quote. He continued, uh, quote, we have the ingredients of a winning plan. Today was a good day for us, end quote. Whoa. <laughs> I'm
1: not so sure about the hardware comment, but uh, I mean, Xbox has always had better software and like... Uh, services like game you it. mean games yeah.
0: pass is, is a far superior thing than games Pass and like just
1: yeah. uh app variation like a big one for me is cody just the fact that it's available on xbox is mm-hmm. a sell point yeah. it's so, just it
2: runs like a it runs like a pc kind of in it, you can get it running like a pc essentially yeah in dev mode you can run like duck station and all those fucking yeah exactly and, and like they it. don't make That's
1: doing that kind of stuff yeah. too it's very complicated
2: yep yeah
0: well um, see what the numbers say at the end of the old year for Philly. Um So Microsoft accidentally got an exclusive Sega game. As next-gen consoles launched in 2020, fans of Sega's long-running Yakuza series were surprised that its latest entry, the RPG Like a Dragon, was available on Xbox Series X and S but not PlayStation 5. The Yakuza series has long been associated with PlayStation. What was up? Yesterday's, or this last month's leak revealed that Microsoft was just a surprise, and it turns out the reason for Like a Dragon landing on Xbox first was due to two competing regional exclusivity agreements Sega made essentially short-circuited each other the result Xbox players ate while PlayStation fans wept into their dual senses <laughs> I, mean, I enjoy that like I mean Claire, Claire, Claire's killing it with this article it's, it's, it's pretty funny um, I don't play Yakuza but I know it's I know it's mad mad popular and what's mad about that is Yakuza I think it's a Japanese it's a Japanese publisher or developer right? Um, is it not?
2: yeah I think so and for uh, it not to
0: be there for Sony? the japanese company is quite a damn yeah it had a had a bit of a rambunctious run
2: on game pass where i really wanted to get into the series and i knew it was on game pass and i went to play it installed it played a couple of minutes of it was like really enjoying it went back to play it uh, i think it was like a day or two later and it was gone off game pass and they were all gone off game pass and i'm like what's going on is this I thought this was like a Microsoft thing and it was clear that there was some license shenanigans happening because mm-hmm. I came back onto Game Pass then like a month later and it was it's like interesting oh, it's like okay.
1: Netflix and Spider-Man movies
2: yeah, oh, man. yeah like <laughs> Spider-Verse
0: just keeps anytime I'm like I'm gonna watch Spider-Verse on Netflix it's yeah. just not there anymore Yeah, I hate it um, so the next one is the Xbox Series X might go all digital in 2024 uh, we didn't just get scans of emails from very serious people we also got some images and details of possible forthcoming hardware including a cylindrical shaped Xbox series x that won't include a disk drive oh stop with the funny ass shapes for consoles (laughs) holy fuck! Codenamed brooklyn the leaked data indicates that the possible hardware refresh will include more internal storage faster wi-fi reduced power and a more immersive controller if this thing does see the light of day i'll happily refer to it as a trash can xbox in (laughs) honor of the similarly shaped 2013 mac
2: pro refresh yeah that was bad do you remember that mac the, no. the mac pro like not the not the laptop the actual the, the desktop. desktop pc was a fucking it looked like a trash can <laughs> like it was oh no it was really? awful looking <laughs> and it had little wheels that you could buy for like two grand or something ridiculous uh could you read back down would you mind before you go on yeah. too far could you read back the features that they said that the new xbox yes, might have it
0: will include more internal storage faster wi-fi reduced power and a more immersive controller
2: oh okay yeah Okay. Wow. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's kind of
0: just seems like a you know a, a, a digital pro essentially. Do you know what I mean Yep. Xbox Pro, whatever Xbox X Pro. I mean well, digital version mm.
1: only just makes perfect sense. Um, I know you guys love your I don't have f- uh, physical copies, but I think it's especially you can't even go oh. anywhere and look at it first.
2: Actually, do you know what? Game
1: Stop anymore.
2: What annoys me about that is I don't actually do any physical copies of video games, but I do use my fucking Xbox as a Blu-ray player. Uh oh.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the PlayStation 5 has got I'm a this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to buy a, the most expensive DVD player in your life the, Buy a PS5 like. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, no. no, I think I mean it makes sense. Yeah, Chris, I'm not a person who has any time for all digital. I don't think that's a safe future for the consumer. Um, but uh sure, makes sense. Faster Wi-Fi. And it's funny, the whole Wi-Fi thing like I, pff, uh, maybe for people like PC gamers like yourself, Chris might get it. But like my I pay standard internet for Ireland. I get I think my my anytime I check my speed, it's like two hundred and fifty megabytes per second. That's that, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I yes can't imagine I need any more than that. Uh, well, I think it's. Like a,
1: I, I don't even think Wi-Fi like can get much quicker, which well, is unfortunate. But at the I, same time, it's just, uh, try will try to get a wired connection when you can. It's just going to be better.
2: Yeah, they're. So I think they're clearly thinking about it with regards to their cloud gaming service
0: oh uh, that's true i suppose yeah because that's not it's more oh, with the yeah, protocols that's yeah, yeah. the download speed so yeah yeah oh,
2: I'm,
1: I'm actually the most interesting part of that was like immersive controller because like the xbox controller has been like tried and true since the the start and why would that be exclusive to this console like normally you buy an xbox controller and it just works on any one of i'd xbox.
2: say it will work on any uh xbox and like they work on pcs as
0: well with bluetooth yeah. Um, I think you just get it as standard with this console. I think is more the... point. Well, great, to pay a bit great segue for me, Chris, because the next item is the Xbox could get a fancy new controller. Uh, <laughs> the potential 2024 hardware refresh might also see a new Xbox gamepad hit the market. The image of a controller codenamed Sabil shows a two-tone color design and promises modular thumbsticks and features that many a PlayStation fan have known for a few years now. Uh, lift-to-wake precision haptic feedback and an accelerometer. Uh, despite how the controller may look in the image, the copy indicates it will feature the same ergonomics as the current Xbox Series X and S controller. codenamed to Merlin, the most ergonomic controller. Yeah,
1: Xbox didn't have haptic feedback.
0: No, uh, uh, this, no, this they isn't. have
2: no. They don't have haptic feedback. They have like multiple like con- like vibration mm. levels, but they don't have actual haptic feedback.
1: Do you remember like the OG Rumble Pack? For the Nintendo
2: 64? <laughs> Nintendo 64? Oh, no, I never had one like of those. Sack that you into the, the back. Because yeah. the
0: weight, and it threw the balance of the controller, because oh, the, the, the controller became top heavy. Yeah, what a life we live So, this is the last leak now. So, Microsoft sees its next Xbox as a cloud hybrid machine. Slides projecting the future of the Xbox platform indicate that Microsoft is very much looking to the cloud. Uh, Where have I heard that before? Uh, to help its post Xbox Series X and S console, for which it's looking at a 2028 release. Microsoft describes such a machine as a quote next generation hybrid game platform capable of leveraging the combined power of the client and cloud to deliver deeper immersion and entirely new classes of game experiences cool question mark <laughs> uh, so while we might get some sequels to beloved games like dishonored and a fancy new controller for xbox and pc the leaked microsoft materials also portend another nail in the coffin for physical game media but hey maybe mario and master chief will get to go on another little adventure together at some point and that's the end of xbox leaks interesting Great article, fair play, Claire. Yeah, Claire, it was it was an enjoyable read. Actually, when I when I was pulling some articles today, I gave me a couple of chuckles and some of the things she had to say there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the the twenty like none of that. The last couple of things don't surprise me. Like a new console in twenty twenty eight, that that kind of lines up with the seven to eight year life cycle of mm-hmm. this generation. So, um, the cloud thing would be interesting because i was a i i was i was in there as a what would you call it foundation early, member early adopter. Of stadia, early adopter of stadia and i could see it was you know it was so close to being this excellent thing it just wasn't there and it just still doesn't seem to be there 2028 is that the year for cloud gaming and it's and what it's meant to be who knows i don't
2: i have a new goal darren oh hey me i'm gonna buy and own a house before microsoft dropped their next generation console Amazing. that's my new goal that's my life goal for will me. it be in the cloud luke <laughs> <laughs> my, house, my house will be in the, in the cloud. cloud in that it will be imaginary and in my dreams
0: okay so this this next uh, article is pretty uh it's a pretty juicy one this is the all on to the charges that were brought forward by unity oh yeah let's go this yeah. is from alex steadman at ign so unity has announced some key changes to its widely panned runtime fee policy which spawned both uh Derision and confusion from developers and the gaming community at large when it was unveiled earlier this month. Uh, It's easing up on some big aspects of the previously announced charges, removing the fee from the Unity personal tier entirely, although it still remains in a revised form on the Unity Pro and Unity Enterprise tiers. Uh, In short, as originally announced, starting on January 1st, 2024, Unity would start charging developers a small fee every time someone downloads a game built on Unity's game engine after a certain threshold for minimum revenue and install count. The different tiers of Unity plans... Unity Personal, Unity Plus, Pro, and Enterprise had different thresholds and, per the original announcement, smaller developers using Unity Personal and Plus would have to pay Unity 20 cents per install once their game passed $200,000 in revenue over the last 12 months and 200,000 life-to-date installs. Unity announced this month, however, that there will be no runtime fee on games built on Unity Personal, which will remain free. There will also be increasing financial threshold of Unity Personal from $1,000 to two. One hundred thousand dollars to two hundred thousand dollars, and will remove the requirement to use the made with Unity splash screen. Interesting. Uh, "Quote: No game with less than one million dollars in uh, in training twelve month revenue will be subject to the fee." End quote. Mark, Unity's Mark Whitten said to the blog post earlier this month. Unity also revealed charged uh, also revealed charge for Unity Pro and Unity Enterprise. "Quote: The runtime fee policy will only apply beginning with the next." lts version of unity shipping in 2024 and beyond your games that are currently shipped and the products you are currently working on will not be included unless you choose to upgrade them to this new version of unity this uh, it said uh, quote for games that are subject to the runtime fee we are giving you a choice of either 2.5 percent revenue share or the calculated amount based on the number of new people engaging with your game each month uh, continued both of these numbers are self-reported from data you already have available you will always be billed to the lesser amount uh, Unity's Jason Wyman will also be holding a fireside chat I um, <laughs> think this has already happened I think uh, So we'll skip over that a little bit um, After Unity announced the policy on September 12th The backlash was swift Among the concerns for what the runtime fee would mean For charity bundles, free-to-play bundles, multiple installs and Game Pass Some developers hinted that they'd be forced to pull their games from the engine And Among Us develop, developer InnerSot confirmed to IGN that Quote, pulling Among Us for a little while was on the table while Unity released several statements attempting to clarify the policy in the following days, they did little to help, mostly just confirming aspects that were already controversial. On Sunday, however, Unity said that it would be, quote, making changes to the policy. Developers were quick to react to the revisions when they were announced today, or earlier this month, whatever day that was, with developer Rami Ishmael posting on Twitter, quote, You know what? On first glance, I think this works. It's effectively a 2.5% revenue share for 1 million per year earners. No retroactivity left, LTS stability, no black box data, yeah? I think this works for everyone and every user in this case case end quote uh luke you put me on this when it first came out
2: <clears throat>
0: yeah wild absolutely wild i thought when you said it was a fireside chat i thought the fire you were referring to
2: was unity's stock options <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> going up in the background uh no yeah it's it's nuts it was a crazy move um funny the original article that i read on this i think it might have been a kotaku article i'm not sure
0: um i actually have that because I, I the one i posted yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was that was a really good one but yeah the the numbers or what it, what developers were saying on your article was was crazy.
2: Yeah, it was insane. And I did that article did cap off the story being like the this is Unity's direction under the new helmsmanship of former EA boss. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I that roll. that makes. I roll. They kind of threw that in as the last sentence of the article, and I was like, oh okay, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, nuts, um, crazy plan for them to come out with, and developers were rightfully. Uh, very upset with this um but, well, lots oh,
0: of lots of the small time developers roll over twitter asking their like asking consumers not to download their game because they were worried you know, that would that, affect the bottom line because i mean
1: when i first read like the article like, it was, i was so back and forth because the initial thing i thought of when i heard like just the summation of this was anyone with the slightest bit of like malicious intent could just keep downloading the game over and over and fucking cost a company a lot of money it seemed like there was no safeguard
0: like, imagine that, imagine the farms because like the internet's such a a great place for like grab your torch and pitchforks these days <laughs> then imagine like people just setting up fucking like download farms for you know yeah, people's games and just costing them an absolute yeah. fortune
1: or even like a fucking 15 year old kid with some like hacking knowledge if he has a bunch of like um slave PCs set up around you can just download to those and
2: so the, the idea I think that they were going for originally was it was a charge per EULA. So, so that, that means that if you had uh, Games Pass and you had like Games Pass Ultimate, so you had uh, Xbox and PC Game Pass, if you downloaded a version on uh, your Xbox and then download a version on your PC, those would be two different end-user license agreements, even though it's the same gamertag. See, that platform.
1: that makes sense. but yeah. And I scoured the article looking for that, but I didn't find any clarification yeah, they, on it. It
2: just seemed like... I think that clarification might have come the next day when developers oh, okay. started dragging them, like, wrecking them across the calls. Uh, but they gave that clarification then being like, it's per EULA, like, it's per end-user
1: oh, license. Okay, agreements. so, yeah, that makes way more sense mm-hmm. than just, like... I
0: mean Trolling through uh, Reddit and Twitter In the aftermath Like when you showed me That article I went on to Some Reddit threads And, and Twitter stuff But like They were Unity was being Dragged through the mud And all these other names For different like You know um, uh, Engines to use And stuff like that Were like Hey I'm switching to this You should switch to that No one trusts it. And it was all this Like no trust <laughs> don't care <laughs> Synicism, goodbye cynicism. it's done and i was like fuck well i guess because it just seemed like the, the fees just seemed so outrageous so actually uh, so again i say that the the ULS
2: stuff i think uh was confirmed a day later but when they started coming out and confirming and clarifying things a day later it wasn't really clear whether they were like clarifying things that they had in their plan or if this was a walk back because it felt very like a walk back like mm. they didn't mention anything about charity bundles that, which again, like if you own something on a charity bundle, or even if you, so it, it still kind of fucks people over. Like if you have Steam on your Steam Deck and you have Steam on your PC and you have Steam on a laptop or something like that, like those, I'm pretty sure they came just three different distinct. different Yeah, different end user license agreements. It's per, per device that it's being installed on pretty much. And that's, the developer is only getting one fee for that, but they're having to pay Unity each one yeah, yeah. on that original plan. The new revised plan, I have to agree, is like is way better. Like it makes sense, um, and I don't know. Maybe Unity got away with a big chunk of free marketing for their license because the personal license idea sounds good. Like no charge for it. Um, they had a revenue cap on it before, apparently of a hundred thousand.
1: Most like, of yeah, these engines, do. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, so the personal had the one hundred, which is up to it too. But like 000. some
1: of these companies are also paying for like lifetime licenses for like the enterprise and like. Yep. Yeah. Those guys are already dishing out a whole lot of money. Now mm. all of a sudden, you're going to yeah. charge them more. Uh, the like, the like, idea man. that it was
2: going to apply retroactively was the grossest part of it. Oh, kind man. of it like, like I, you said, people yeah. had lifetime licenses because there was no. Please, like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Imagine that.
0: Yeah. Just
1: like imagine you bought something like your PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. So when comes back to you like a year later and you're just like, oh, it's a hundred dollars. I bought it though. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah. like yeah, yeah knocking yeah. on your door. Like, but that's but
0: that's what I mean. And this is this is my argument when I talk about like the digital side of things or whatever else There's, there just seems like to be such a lack of, of a safety net you know in, in, in these kind of things it's like I have my physical copy of Final Fantasy 16 no one's taking that away from me like that's my yeah. idea it's kind of, I'm keeping that but like yeah I I,
1: you say that but they really, like, probably put something in some block. Yeah, this game was like created using Unity so Correct. this is going to cost money <laughs>
0: Licenses for void yeah. please pay another 20 euro to continue playing your yeah. game yeah, I was I wouldn't very be surprised. glad of the backlash
2: though I have to say like I was very glad that there was such a like a, an immune response from within the game community against yeah. this yeah. corporate shit, just trying to like capitalize on. And like
0: when I first was was reading it, I was going down through the article. I was like, "This sucks," but maybe Unity's like having trouble. Maybe they're really not making money for what they, for what they're providing. And like you said, that last line, like former guy, you former dude of EA, I was like, "Oh no, it's just greed. It's <laughs> it's just greed."
2: Yeah just about Profit Americans.
0: Uh, so speaking of Elder Scrolls 6, this next little news article is Elder Scrolls 6 is not coming to PlayStation. This is from Robert Ramsey at Push Square. A few months back, there was some speculation that Elder Scrolls 6 might not be an eventual Xbox exclusive despite Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda. This all came about because Xbox boss Phil Spencer had said that target platforms hadn't been decided yet, but it always felt like his comments were more to do with the game being years away rather than him hinting at potential plans to allow the RPG on PlayStation platforms. And if for some reason you were still grasping at straws, know that Microsoft will intends for the Elder Scrolls 6 to release on Xbox and PC only. That's according to documents from the company's court case against the FTC, which were recently made public. Said documents show a schedule for all Bethesda's announced titles, both as a publisher and developer, and the entry for the Elder Scrolls 6 clearly states that it's heading to Xbox, PC, and nothing else. We obviously thought this would be the case, but it's more important to note that The Elder Scrolls Six was announced before Microsoft snapped up its developer. What's more, this isn't quite a Starfield situation, as The Elder Scrolls is an incredibly popular property that's existed on multiple platforms for generations. Having said all that, the game's unexpected until 2026 at the earliest, again, according to the document, and who knows what the gaming landscape will look like by the time it arrives. This is this is the, you know... Uh, I'm torn between two minds. Um, I... I think you know PlayStation success is in their exclusives I think they're doing exclusives in a very different way to Xbox I think they're growing the companies that are releasing the exclusives where it looks to me like Xbox is buying the companies to make them exclusive um but I just don't think things should be exclusive. You know, people should, like, Xbox players should just be able to play Spider-Man and Final Fancy. And if I wanted to play, I mean, this doesn't bother me at all. I'm not an Elder Scrolls player. But I know there's a lot of people out there, like my brother, who's going to be like, God, fucking damn it. Like, you know, Andrew loves Elder Scrolls. And the idea that he can't play now because Xbox owns Bethesda is just a, it's just all a bit grubby. I don't like it. It's <laughs> not making things exclusive everybody. But when it's exclusive on Microsoft, it's exclusive on...
2: Yeah, thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's on like on
0: PC, is the same desktop, th- laptops, yeah, like Steam decks. The same like. can be said for a lot of PlayStation stuff, though. In fairness, because like all of the the Gorilla, the Spider-Mans, the Final Fantasies are all it's not day on release date. It's usually a year later. But all the yeah. PlayStation exclusives come to PC as well. Yeah. Not Bloodborne though. Not Bloodborne. Oh, huh? not
1: Bloodborne. Yeah. Bloodborne and Demon Souls remastered. Still haven't got that. Yeah. So
2: um, yeah, yeah. It's just the exclusivity game taken to another level and so, we
0: were you know because the whole thing for with gaming for ages was like oh let's cross-platform let's just all play with our mates play with each other and that was yeah, what everybody was looking for and now it's kind of now we've gotten back into a little bit of a a boxing match do you know what I mean it's like yeah. oh we we why we, we said cross-platform like you know fucking five years ago or whatever else but now we're just going to make sure the game's just like we're just gonna it's like hungry hungry hippos you know how many how many companies how many can you get off the table
1: i think this is also like a potential ace at the sleeve let's say like Sony comes out, I just mentioned Bloodborne, which mm-hmm. has never been on another console. They uh, started developing Bloodborne 2, and uh, Xbox wants that. they like, well, well, give you Elder Scrolls, you give us We'd Bloodborne, prove. or something Whoa. like
0: that. Well, I mean, like, yeah, if there's, it's a bargaining chip. Yeah, if there's trades, fine, but just, like, fuck, because the thing about it is, is what breaks my heart is that, Luke, you still haven't played Final Fantasy 7 Remake. No. Which is, like... Yeah, I'm assuming if, if it was available for Xbox, I mean, Games Pass, you probably would have played it by now, right? Next
2: year, right? It's coming next no, man. year. No,
0: man. And this is the thing, this is what makes me so sad, it's because when that game originally came out, they were talking about, oh, and it will be available for Xbox at a later date. All the shit that Microsoft's pulling now, Sony's like, no way, not happening. You're not getting this. Do you and I, Oh, yeah, 100%. Because yeah. if this is the way it continues, like Sony's... Sony's... um. I suppose what they have the upper hand on is exclusives. Do you know what I mean? That's what's making the hardware more successful because people are buying PlayStation 5s for the Horizons, the Spider-Mans, the Final Fantasies. Um, and now it's come to the stage where Microsoft is like, okay, well, we've got like fucking six, we're worth six times what you are, Sony. We'll just buy all the things and make them exclusive and they'll catch up that way. And Sony will begin to lose out. So yeah, I, I, I can't see them ever... Letting go of their own exclusives now that there is a threat of that being overtaken by Microsoft. But there Microsoft.
2: is that there is that deal, isn't there, coming up between Microsoft and Square Enix? Like they're not not deal specifically, but they have talked about like when Realm Reborn comes next year. They, yes, that's coming out is... to,
0: to Xbox. That's been in the talks for a long time, and I'd like i like to think that's uh, an eye into this is the future. They'll just share things. I just like I think, I think that's, that's, that's
1: also it. a matter of. Because Realm Reborn is online only, runs on servers. And those yeah. servers are probably Azure, which is all Microsoft. So I think getting in with Microsoft and allowing it to be on Xbox provides them with a better relationship to get better service yeah. on their servers. Yeah, we own the internet, bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, man. Ooh, it's also going to be dangerous out there,
0: like you know? Um, yeah, crazy. Um it doesn't bother me it's going to be pretty sad Uh, this next one is it's still in the it's like it's quite interesting like this month is kind of all it seems to be very PlayStation versus Xbox because this next one is the update of the Xbox acquisition of Activision Uh, this comes from uh, VGC by Chris Scullion So UK regular The Competition and Markets Authority The CMA Has provisionally agreed To allow Microsoft's Proposed acquisition Of Activision Blizzard The CMA has remained The last major roadblock To the deal closing And initially blocked The acquisition in April Due to concerns About its impact On the Nascent cloud gaming market Uh, Nascent means uh, Newly established by the way I had to look that up today Uh, Microsoft attempted To restructure Its proposed acquisition By agreeing to sell Cloud streaming rights To Ubisoft Leading to the CMA To launch a new Merger inquiry This move has now Seemingly been enough to satisfy the CMA which has posted its provisional decision today which was sometime in September Uh, quote while the CMA has identified limited residual concerns with the new deal Microsoft has put forward remedies which the CMA has provisionally concluded should address these issues end quote it adds while the restricted deal is materially different to the previous transaction and substantially addresses most concerns the CMA has limited residual concerns that certain provisions in the sale of Activision's cloud streaming rights to Ubisoft could be circumvented terminated or not enforced um, quote, to address these concerns, Microsoft has offered remedies to ensure that the terms of the sale of Activision's rights to Ubisoft are enforceable by the CMA. The CMA has provisionally concluded that this additional protection should resolve these residual concerns. Uh, the CMA has now opened a consultation until October 6th, after which time it will make a final decision unless any major objections shed new light on the situation. It should now be expected that the CMA will approve the deal. Following the publication of the provisional decision, Microsoft President and Vice Chair Brad Smith, what a name, uh, tweeted... Quote, we are encouraged by this positive development in the CMA's review process. We presented solutions that we believe fully address the CMA's remaining concerns related to cloud game streaming, and we will continue to work toward earning approval to close, uh, to close prior to the October 18th deadline. Uh, commenting on the provisional decision, the CMA's Senior Director of Mergers and Phase One Decision Maker, Colin Rafferty, said he was satisfied that Microsoft's new proposal satisfies the CMA's concerns. Uh, the article continues on in lots of more confusing and court-based stuff, but... Uh, it looks like Microsoft are gonna spend three billion to buy activision cool three billion <laughs> cool. like a change <laughs> like a change for Microsoft game division
1: i it seems crazy that... Because u k initially closed it down right yeah,
0: back in april which uh, yeah. we, we 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 commented on back in yeah. April uh, you heard it here uh, first.
1: European Union was like, yeah, it's all right. now UK is just like, yeah, yeah, it is all right. It seems like somebody read it that had no idea what they were like reading.
0: Because it is interesting is that like it's, it's a video game thing and you wonder how much knowledge is out there when it comes to, I mean, the CMA is the competition and markets authority. Like do they, I mean, are there people in there who understand what this means for, for gaming in general? You don't. It, it really was know?
2: pretty arbitrary, but I think I made the comment at the time that it, it felt it, it kind of smacked a little bit of... So I know know people who work in like policies and regulations in the UK, specifically in internet-based things, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to be very forward-footed with all their policies. Like they're going after the social media companies, they're going after everything. They want to not make policies in a reactive way, they want to do them in a proactive way. So this kind of smacked of that being like, Microsoft's doing what? Let's get out ahead of this and this is our standards and this is our thing. And it was like, but they like, it was based off cloud gaming was their hmm. their rejection of yeah. it, and everyone was like yeah, <laughs> and
0: like yeah cloud gaming and they were like
2: yeah cloud gaming and they're like <laughs> yeah cloud gaming and then it just ended
0: <laughs> it's like oh we'll give some of that to ubisoft well okay welcome to yeah, the yeah it's like, like, like they know?
2: just needed to be told something yeah uh, it feels a bit like uh but uh, i don't know yeah Matt, it is kind of a big it's kind of a big moment in gaming history like the fucking three like even the the zenimax acquisition which is uh the parent company of bethesda and arcane and all those that was a huge moment in the history of like Microsoft because that was one billion at the time. Or was yeah,
0: it? yeah, it was close to one billion.
2: Yeah, it was yeah, big it was money. Absolutely huge at the time, and this has been so long in the making that, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's massive. It's a, it's a
1: bit scarier now that we've got these like uh, other articles it's, alongside this one yeah. about like uh, Microsoft cracking the whip with their exclusives and potentially looking into it's buying, buying Nintendo, Nintendo. and <laughs> Yeah. Guys. I we need to pump the brakes a bit because I, think, like, I, mean, I do I would like to see things be a bit more competitive where like Microsoft has yeah. some exclusive and it has a bit of a more of a foot in the game. To be
2: yeah, to be perfectly transparent, even as a diehard Microsoft person, I'd be very against them buying Nintendo because that is when the CMA the Competition and Markets Authority should step in that's when a monopoly is happening yeah, yeah. and you're <laughs> like even though they can that doesn't mean they should or that it's okay or but that But that's because it it's bad
0: news for us at the end of the day I mean like if you look at if Microsoft owned you know if Microsoft owned so many of the the publishers developers out there that I had to actually I mean, I've paid as a consumer to have my PlayStation Five. It's my choice. There was choices out there. I figured that was the best choice. If it goes this way, and you know, Microsoft owns all the exclusives. We've got complete rights to cloud gaming. You know, 2028. I'm like, well, there's only one option out there in the market now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, just yeah, don't like it. And if the Nintendo thing, I don't think you spooky. can
1: own the rights to something like cloud gaming. That's like owning the rights to being able to use a
0: controller when you play But they've got a, no competition, game. right? That's the yeah. thing. And that's that's why the CMA stepped in. This, well, th- that,
1: this. that's... Yeah, but that uh, them developing this technology isn't them, like, gaining control and saying, like, we're the only ones allowed to do it. The, the fact that no one else is doing it is on <laughs> Sony, on Nintendo. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. up to yeah. them. It, it's to like
2: saying forward. that the... It's like going after the Wright brothers for having a monopoly on airplanes like no they're, they're just <laughs> yeah, the only ones who only invented ones. an airplane yeah. they, they, you guys <laughs> invent an airplane and yeah. then we'll talk <laughs>
0: yeah. give me your competitive airplane so uh, in light of all this Jim Ryan who's the head of Sony has obviously seen some things um so this next story is Jim Ryan to leave Sony this is coming from the game and for former by Alex Van Aken PlayStation head Jim Ryan is leaving the company according to a press release from Sony Interactive Entertainment Ryan has served as president and CEO since his appointment in 2018 Ryan's tenure at Sony spans nearly 30 years, during which he's held numerous leadership roles, including serving as the head of Sony Europe and former (coughs) SIEE president Andrew House passed the torch in 2011. So why is Jim Ryan leaving Sony? Quote, I found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America, Ryan said in the press release. I will leave having been privileged to work on products that have touched millions of lives across the world. PlayStation will always be a part of my life, and I feel more optimistic than ever about the future of SIE. I want to thank uh, Yoshida-san for placing so much trust in me and being an incredibly sensitive and supportive leader, end quote. Ryan remains at the company until March 2024. Effective April 1st, 2024, Sony Group Corporation President COO and CFO Hiroko... uh, Sorry, Hiroki... Totoki will step in as SIE's interim CEO, uh, reporting to Sony CEO, uh, Kenichiro Yoshida. I mean, I guess he's going. Well, the reason I wanted to include this was because I was watching, you know, I've been big into like the state of plays. So I, I love that year where we got the Xbox and the, the new Xbox announcement, and the same year we got the PlayStation 5 announcement. And Phil Spencer, uh, as much as he's gone down in my book since kind of like the the. You know, the, well, I mean, he was, he was honest about Redfall and stuff like that, and I appreciated that. But these leaks have kind of, I'm like, well, maybe Phil Spencer's a bit weird. But he was kind of the young gamer, like, I mean, a young enough dude. He plays video games. He's the head of Xbox. When I saw him doing the big announcement for Xbox, I was like, that guy knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Jim Ryan, I'm like, that guy doesn't play video games. Yes. <laughs> someone,
2: someone, I saw a short the other day um, on YouTube that was, someone ran into Phil Spencer playing uh, Fallout 76. Yes, great video. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah, it was really good. And people were like, I can't imagine running into the head of Sony playing an online Sony. Yeah, game. Jim like, Ryan is not the case. Yeah. It's
0: it's just that I don't know who's going to step in. Obviously, they're saying there'll be an interim um, person. But yeah, I think with the way the world is going, you've got like State of Plays, Nintendo Directs, and Microsoft making their announcements and their gaming shows. It seems to me like, you know, Microsoft always says the guys who do that the Nintendo Directs are always quite funny and it's entertaining. And Phil Spencer does a great job on those like xbox showcases uh, jim ryan as much as i really i've kind of enjoyed what he's had to say it's all very kind of a bit mature and a bit serious and i think maybe are, are suddenly looking to kind of spruce up and get a youthful ceo who plays Oh yeah, maybe. Realm reborn, lots <laughs> to, to do. The state of plays <laughs> in the future, it's just you know.
1: Jim Ryan again, but he has like a backwards <laughs> <hat> and <laughs> like shades and holding skateboard. He's like, "Hey, you cool kids,
2: you like video skateboard. games? Yeah,
0: I like to skateboard." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so interesting that he's gone. I quite like this, I quite liked him in the in the videos. But yeah, it, it kind of gave PlayStation a bit more of a mature, maybe not in the best way, kind of feel to their um, all the the online presence um, when they had it. That's it. Here you go guys. Jim Ryan's gone. Phil Spencer's buying everything up. Jim Ryan's like, peace, I'm out of here. Before this gets too heavy. <laughs> before Jim before Phil Spencer buys me. Yeah, yeah. Jim Ryan, how much you worth. <laughs> but it is, it's a funny yeah, like going through the articles when we picked these five stories and I was looking at them, I was like, there is a definite theme in september of like xbox Mm -hmm. just flexing some muscle and being like yeah we want to buy lots of shit you know
2: well a lot of it a lot of it was off the back of leaks like that and again like that's not i'm sure that's not part of like microsoft or phil's plan to let that information leak in that way but it's out there now phil
0: yeah it's out there now and and again it's wrong of me to say because it it was released because it was put on like a publicly accessible Mm -hmm. link for the court thing that they were going through Uh, and there was a part of me for a while that was like Accident or uh, right. Accident on purpose <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You know A bit of publicity uh, I don't know what's going on there So yeah interesting Imagine um, uh, that I'm
1: Buying Activision And leaking all these Other like ideas And just like but I mean, like, one of us, like,
0: people being behind, like, some certain other companies being like, um, Phil, we're for sale. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll happily yeah. get bought, you know? It's kind of like, are you, are you checking out the field, seeing who's who's available? Yeah. Nintendo, hopefully not. Because I was only saying to you, Chris, when we came in, this like, before doing this episode, I love the, we've got, like, the PC and the trio of gaming. Like, you, me and Craig, Luke, did an episode of, like, I think, you know, what we expected this year from PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Oh, yeah. and, and I love the red, green, blue you know mm-hmm. the the market out there i love that but the idea that um you know master chief just fucking picking up mario and being like yeah i own you <laughs> <laughs> i don't think master
2: chief i don't think that's a winning ip
0: anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah it <But yeah. laughs> might be dead in the water yeah. Um yeah scary times but that's it for kind of the news the news articles hope you guys enjoyed those Got they a were a little time. bit wordy that was uh you know there was a lot in that xbox things one as well um but yeah, we're going to hop on to do a post show with some of the other news articles that are less serious and kind of a bit more uh, enjoyable and things. And if you want to get on those, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com uh, forward slash the gift of gaming. Also, shout out to uh, Daniel, who who did our, our Zelda episode, um, the Games Club with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, uh, as our new patron i must tell daniel that as a member of the podcast he doesn't need to sign up <laughs> but he's more than welcome i must say, i must let him know um but yeah if you want more content there's loads there check it out cost of a coffee a month uh, well worth it helps us uh keep the mics on but uh chris thank you so much for sticking around and luke you too yeah thanks sir no problem and to our listeners out there as always keep enjoying the gift that is gaming peace out